0: hello everybody and welcome back to the tome travelers a sci-fi fantasy book club podcast where we read books and talk about it um first off i'm gonna go ahead and apologize for the delay on the release of this episode we've had some scheduling conflicts come up and uh we're working on it so that's not gonna happen again in the future but we appreciate you guys for sticking with us as uh we're kind of continuing or finishing up the lies of lock lamora um which we're doing this episode, which is episode 12, I believe, right?
1: Yes, I think, unless our uh, show notes are wrong.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but before we get into our thoughts on uh, the yeah, final part of the it's book. It's the
2: fourth book, so four
0: times three. Well, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, we announced our Discord last episode, I believe, Um, but I don't know if our link worked or not, and so the link for that...
1: It's a temporary link, so it works gotcha. for like 10, 10 days, uh, so I, I'll be replacing it. Every time we upload a video, I'll go back and replace it on the previous ones. Awesome, so that link so is should, down should in work. the comments
0: of our YouTube video, um, so if you want to join our Discord and get involved in some of the discussions, go ahead and join our Discord. Um, we'd love to have you guys and you know, also just talk with the community and interact with you guys because uh, it's awesome. Uh, And then also, we announced next month's book, which is The Emperor's Blades by Brian Stavely. Uh, Hopefully that episode, that first episode, will be coming out here pretty soon in these next couple days as we're trying to adjust to the schedule kind of uh, clash that we had. So stay tuned for that. More updates will come out soon. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a huge spoiler warning for the entire Book of Lies of Oclamora past our fantasy question. So... Uh, we have our fantasy question afterwards. If you haven't read the book, stop listening, go read the book and then come back and join. And, uh, then you should be fine. So Whitson, what is our fantasy question for the week? Or
1: the what is day? your favorite uh, fantasy animal companion? Who wants to take it first? I'll go.
2: Okay. All right. All right uh, well, the very first like games that really pulled my attention was Pokemon, and I'm picking Pikachu because that first <laughs> you know, Pokemon Yellow. You know, you get it's, he gets to follow you around, and it's just I've always loved those games. And that it, that universe
0: is a Pokemon an animal though, or is it? A oh, Pokemon? It's, he's a mouse. He's a mean, mouse. Yeah,
2: it's... in his bio it says electrical mouse or something like okay, that. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah,
3: fair
0: enough. What about you, sure. Epic?
3: Yeah, so excluding, um, going back to the first episode I was in, Gwynnevar from that whole favorite magic item, um, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Uh, hell, even my engagement ring slash wedding ring has a engraving on the inside, and I'd have to probably just pick, um, Torgul from the new game. Nice. He's a wolf companion, you get through the whole game, and I just, every time he pops up on screen, I'm like, like, yeah! <laughs> Fucking, I love Torgul.
0: I've never played the Final Fantasy games, but they always—they look really cool with
1: their graphics. You've never safe. played a
2: single one?
1: No. You got a wow. lot. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, the only one that I've played is Lightning Returns, and that I is not sorry. fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to fall in love with the beginning ones and love the story. Yeah, well, and then... I found out later <laughs> that that was a bad decision. Yeah. 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 Did not know at the time. What about you, MD? Okay,
0: so I was like torn here. I'm literally thinking, I feel like if there's like, our if we have like listeners who make memes about our channel, I feel like every question, I have a Sanderson answer no matter what. And that's just like, I'm just the Sanderson token. So part of me wants to pick a Sanderson to keep with that. But part of me also doesn't because I don't want to be that guy. So I'll give you two answers. I'll give you my Sanderson answer. Then I'll give you my other answer. My Sanderson answer is Huck from Tress of the Emerald Sea. And I need not expand further on that because there are people in this call who have not read that yet. Um, So, Huck. Um, very good companion. Very good companion. Very good. And then uh, my non-Sanderson answer is going to be Frumpkin from Critical Role, who is Caleb Widogast's cat familiar. Yeah. Because I absolutely love frumpkin i love lima O'Brien. i love critical role and so it's like a toss-up do i choose frumpkin or do i choose trinket and i had to go that's campaign two right yeah campaign two which i i honestly i haven't even watched campaign three i'm still trying to catch up with campaign two but i love it so much so that's mine what about you watson
1: roach from the witcher the horse Just no, when you need him. yeah, always no, there <laughs> when you need him. Also, some of the funniest bugs in those games are like just where Roach will appear when you call him, or just not come up to you at all. Just be a, a fucking mile away, which always makes me laugh. Yeah. Yep. Roach. Yeah. I
0: love it. Those are just some good answers. Um, as always, if you guys want to. Uh, send us your fantasy question that we might answer. You can leave it down in the YouTube description or YouTube description, YouTube comments. Or <laughs> um, now that we have our discord, I think we have a fantasy questions channel. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So you can go there and you can drop your questions there and uh, we might react to it, or we might answer them on our next episode. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into episode 12 of the Tome Travelers. Right. Uh, who's doing our synopsis for this episode?
1: Um, I guess I wrote it. Um, uh, I can, can read, it or read it. So Locke narrowly survived the Gray King's double-cross. The Echo Hole. Jean and Bug bring Locke back to the House of Paralandro Para where they discover the Sanzas are dead. Um, and then Bug dies trying to avenge them. Um, Locke and Jean after they recover from the attack. Uh, set about destroying everything that Caparaza, Lucy, who they find out is Luciano uh, Anatolius, was seeking to do in Camor. Um, then they get involved with the spider, Donna Forcenza, uh, and kind of get derailed again by her. Uh, and then the Salvaras get chosen as the next spiders. Caparaza is finally dealt with. Uh, And and our boys are fleeing Kamour. That's where we leave off. So first
2: off, did y'all want to? Did y'all want to uh, scream at me and (laughs)
3: Witsa?
0: I feel like Epic does.
1: How heartbroken? How heartbroken were you?
3: I I I had to stop for the day. Like we literally, I was like, ah, I'm so excited. Like we're gonna finish this. And I was just at work, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to listen to a podcast now. Like, I can't do it right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the, the last bit of this book was a roller coaster. Like, everything just happened so quickly and all at once, and it just left me like, what? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's it's foreshadowing the whole book. Bu- this is what me and Dylan were talking yep. about. Yep. It's yep. foreshadowing the whole time that yeah. someone is going to come in and take all that money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then and they're talking about the fact that Caporaso couldn't possibly have enough money to pay the bonds magi for that long. There's Holy no God. way. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the things that makes it really juicy for rereads is picking up on all the hints.
0: Yeah,
2: that even even so when I was even though like I know what's gonna happen I still like get pulled in Mm -hmm. to to the game and all that. So it 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 has so much rereadability too.
0: Well, yeah, and that's honestly the author's like his uh. The way just he writes is so like entrancing, like it it, it yeah. genuinely pulls you in, like you feel like you're inside of it, um, which I really liked about this that, book. That,
2: yep. That's what I was talking about. I think last episode I said this. His writing is just some one of the best. I mean, he's just one of the best writers that I've ever read. Yeah. So the way his descriptions and all that
0: originally like i think in the first episode of this book i told witson like i I honestly wasn't like a big fan of it but i think it grew on me once i got used to it because it was definitely different from most of the stuff that i've read before but i once i got into it now i was like sucked in and now i was like oh okay well this is this is happening (laughs) yeah
2: keep you pulled in yeah yeah I uh, i don't know it like we were saying like we're really glad y'all read it because like it's just it, it's got to, go. and when we get to the ratings, I'll get into that, but it's just like, to me, this
1: is just a top tier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, f- I think it's like foundational, uh, which is, I mean, I, uh, look, I'm not qualified to say that, but like, to me, if you're reading like lots of really good modern fantasy right now, like Scott Lynch is a high watermark for like what that should look like.
3: Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't even think just right now, like, fa- if you're reading fantasy in general, like, I feel yeah, like he's a high-water mark, you know?
1: Yeah, he he's up there with people who have come out with books in the last, like, five, six years with, like, Joe Abercrombie, to me, as, like, top, top, top-tier authors making stuff right now. So, yeah.
3: kind of sidetracking, just because I don't know where else to throw this out. I found out just by, like, finishing the book and it's going through, like, oh, you know, the special things, stuff like that. Apparently, he lives, like, three hours away from me in Wisconsin. Oh, like, I didn't realize cool. like, I could legit just go, like... Be in the
2: area. Go get us some signatures or something. Yeah. <laughs>
3: exactly. Like, you could <laughs> yeah.
0: honestly probably, about it. Like, pull up to, like, a Barnes & Noble or something one day, and he's just, like, there, yeah. like, chilling.
3: I, I've honestly yeah. thought about it just to keep an eye out. Like, hey, is he doing any signings or anything yeah. like Oh, that? yeah.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, also, I doubt anyone from his publishing team is going to see this, but give me some damn hardcovers. Like, <laughs> print some hardcovers of these books. And the fourth book. You know, yeah, awesome. I, I Cam told me there's a release date now, there's February 23rd. Yep, if that's oh, real, I don't know. I've seen yep. I've seen fake release dates for that book like the last seven years in a row. Just like we've like, seen fake like, <laughs> release dates for uh Doors of Stone. Yeah, yeah. George R. R. Martin. and George R. R. Martin. So, R. R. Martin. Yeah. so ho- hopefully that's real. If it's real, I mean, I think it's a day before my birthday, so that could not be a better birthday present <laughs> yeah. from <Right>. the universe. <laughs> So it you uh, for your birthday,
0: Whitson. I'm staying inside reading. and I'm reading. reading.
2: <laughs> so, when me and Whitson said that y'all could never ever predict the ending and everything that happened where we were at?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Like, the All thing right. is, like, too. He was and... The thing is, too, is it's like, could you predict that? No. But does it make sense?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What, it, what did you think, I'm just going to bounce around a little bit, but like, what did you think of the Wraithstone? Like, were you scared of it before the statues and the Wraithstone bomb thing? Or, did you even notice it? Like, they mention it several times, but it's kind of the Well, that's what
2: I was talking about, how he mentioned stuff throughout the book. That's just, it's just a passing thing, but it always has something to do with what happens later. And right. so, yeah. like, we... Well, it completely
3: caught me off guard like that was going to be the final thing because they do bring it up a lot. They even have the whole conversation with like Chains and um, yeah. lock just being on the Gentle Goat and all about rates. So, and I was like, oh, that's just cool world building. tell yeah, dialogue. You think it was- it's just dialogue.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: I mean. Yeah. I think
0: that's w- one of the reasons why it's so hard to like predict everything was because it's like, oh, that's just like a passing thing of dialogue. It's not going to be important. I'll just file it away <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. nope. Remember yep. that? What was that? yeah that's the key um but yeah i i like that that was that's what i mean when it's like you could you could not predict it but it makes sense when it's when it's done it's like exactly yep. exactly what i mean by it
3: yeah and you yeah. never know what's going to be important because like i locked on that lock <laughs> was like going to be on a farm yeah locked on <laughs> hey. um. Them being like them talking about it and uh, Locke going to the farm and everything. I'm like, oh, this might actually be some random farming fact Locke has to have that like help. And it's just nothing.
2: But you don't know if like, you
1: would use that in a yeah, later book, you know? <laughs> Dylan, don't I do mean... that. <laughs> well, Epic does know. Epic has yeah. read as much as the I, yeah. two of us now. So, yeah. Um, it's been so I, long he, since we were finished supposed finished... to record.
3: <laughs> He's finished, finished the whole, the whole series. series. <laughs> Literally finished it two days ago. <laughs> so one of, one
2: of my favorite turns was though was the barangia sister How like yes, Papa, how he, Barsavi, how much he trusted them that they it poisoned his wife and that's why his wife died. they had been with him for so long and they were just setting them waiting and like all the hatred they had for him, like the amount of like effort it probably took to keep that in. And then you see you see the twist and it it and the Locke even mentions like I, I I recognize the Great King from somewhere. He's yeah. like, where do I recognize him from? And then later on he's like, oh my god, and he looks like a
1: Well, and, then... and also when he's describing the people and he like includes kind of like um, aesthetic and ethnic descriptors, they're similar when he's describing yeah. the sisters and uh, Luciano? Is his yeah. name? Yeah, Luciano. Caparazza.
3: That goes back to talking about like what's important what's not, because it's like at first they're introduced as just like, oh yeah, you, they're just bodyguards, except exactly. and then they're guys. this huge
0: God they're actually it. like God key players in it. this game. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so okay, um the flashbacks with uh the House of Glass Roses and John and then in uh obviously the uh, oh what is it called? The Pazan, the war between the Pazan. um What is that chapter name? Anyways, the one that we left yeah. on left off on and the, the the half crown more the half crown more yeah. that's what yeah. it was. Um, he, Jean is my favorite character in these books. I love Locke, I fucking love Locke, but Jean is my favorite character. What? Where do you two stand? Are, are you like oh, Locke simpers or I'm are a you? Lock simper.
3: Episode that I was like, I fucking love Jean.
1: I'm like, I was simper. afraid. Was I figured, happen. I figured that's how we would split. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well what did I... y'all think of the fight scene with the Barangius sisters in the warehouse when he's dressed up as a priest of Azagia again and he has to fight the Barangius sisters yeah let
2: me let me introduce you just to another pair of sisters
1: yeah,
3: yeah I thought that was great yeah. um I it honestly kind of went how I thought it was I did not think they were going to kill Jean just after they killed the rest of the gentleman bastards um right. and I kind of expected him to be kind of put out since it is the books about Locke Jean did his part now it's Locke's part to finish the rest of it. But
2: so after seeing that uh that the uh uh that bug and the Sansa's died, did you ever think at any point that that uh Jean would die?
3: Oh, absolutely. The whole time he was down and out, I was like, "Oh, Locke's going to win, but he's going to come back and Jean died Ooh. to disease and like I, it didn't end up being that way, but I was still worried like, "Oh, f- Fuck, yeah. they've already proven that all of them can be wiped out like why not jean at the end like yeah second book starts with Locke doing whatever the fuck he could like it could have been just so much worse yeah yeah i kind of yeah.
0: figured that jean was gonna take the l speaking
3: of the gentleman <laughs> bastards i was so disappointed that sabbathur never showed up in the first book <laughs> i <laughs> knew you i was, would. Like, I I was you so would. hyped for the rest of the book and i was just like if you go back
2: oh. and watch the videos when you're talking about uh, our our podcast videos, when you're talking about uh, I Can't Wait Till Sabbath Shows Up, you, if you just look at me, I'm just sitting here like <laughs> the whole time. Because me and Whitson were the same way. Like We were like, we want to meet Sabbath, and we want to meet Sabbath. Oh, and eventually, right. you, you do meet her in the third book, as Cam knows now.
0: But... Oh, but I don't, so now I know that i got to read a whole yeah. other
2: book before she <laughs> oh, shows
3: yeah.
0: up.
2: Well, See,
3: that's where I was. I was halfway through the second book, and I'm like, I mentioned her again. Where the fuck is she?
2: But it's <laughs> worth it. She, she she shows up in uh, full chorus. Yeah. Yep. But, um.
0: Locke got a his uh, woman.
2: And then, uh, oh, okay.
3: I think you guys said you'll see Locke go full simp. Yeah, he goes full simp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Locke simping.
2: Um. And then, uh, so another, like, uh, one of my favorite scenes later on, but another one of my, like, really like one of my top scenes is when uh he's, he Locke meets the spider <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets yeah.
1: stabbed in the neck and yeah. punches an old lady
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's up there that's up there but uh so the spider is also very intelligent you know mm. uh i can't i can't even bring up her name right now but ronald oh, um, Bortenza, yeah. Bortenza yeah but uh, did y'all think that Locke was going to... like what? How did y'all think that scene was going to play out? Did you think he was going to get captured? Do you think he was going to know what was going on beforehand? Did you see him having to jump off an elevator to escape?
3: <laughs> Definitely didn't see that coming. Um, the whole time after he was poisoned, I had legitimate moments where I'm like, okay, let me pause, let me think. How would Locke outthink th- this? How is this going to go? And I legitimately spent some time like, okay, well, this could happen or this could happen, et cetera and then just when he fucking punches her i i was at work fucking cry laughing and people just i had to go to the back room and just walk away i'm like this it completely caught me off guard because it's just so out of character for Yeah, me.
2: sometimes fists are better than brains yeah. Than yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i just i had no idea like Locke was Locke is still such like a loose cannon like i have no idea what's gonna happen whenever like he's like put in a scenario and so, like half the time, I don't even try and like think of like, okay, what's the way out of this? Half the time, I'm just like, all right, this is where this is where it ends. <laughs> this is. Yeah. This is... I've,
3: I've got to the, the point where like, and that was the one time I'm like, you know what? Let me actually try to think about this. Like, this is it's all set up. We're at the end of the book almost. Let me see if I can think where it's gonna go. And still, it fucking caught me off guard. <laughs> Once you've out.
1: read it a few times, you you see what he. Always, always, always some document or some political happenstance or some person that's been mentioned earlier in the story is going to become a a central piece of a made up story that he's telling to get himself out of trouble. And it either works or it doesn't. But that's that's his go to is to literally name drop and bullshit (laughs) and try to get out of situations. Yeah,
2: I got to the point where I was just like, I don't know how he's going to get out of it. I just know he's going to think of something. But when yeah, like, like something like that happens, he's like, "Well, thinking thinking's not working." So, but,
1: I love Donna Fortunza though. Yeah, she's awesome, yeah. especially like uh, with the ship barges. At the oh, end. that 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 I was dying <laughs> on that scene. Yeah, yeah. And it, and
2: but the funny thing is, is like she respected the intelligence that he used. Like yep. I, she she respects him. Like you can tell. It's like it's not like hate. It's like. uh
3: not only it the is. respect, but the fact that she even caught that he told her exactly what he was doing, yeah. and just she didn't think about it. It just yep. was one of those things that went right over her head due to the, the whole situation.
2: Again, also again though, bringing up like previous things, death offerings. Yep. It's see, it's the main thing in the first part of the book, and like you think, okay, that's over, but then you're like Sansa's died, and you're like, and you see that Locke uses. No telling how many crown death offers. At least forty thousand. Yeah. At least not, Plus but not whatever Barsavie was
1: had. paying him yeah. and Barsavi's money. So yeah, like like thirty, forty thousand crowns per offering.
3: Yeah, that really threw me off too. And like once again, fucking, I got caught up in the bullshit when we saw them loading the money onto the boat, and then when Locke's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's on the ship barges and everything. I was like isn't it on the boat? Did I miss something? And I had to go yeah. back and, like, try to find it. And then finally it was revealed, like, oh, yeah, they were just digging through shit for no reason. It's like...
1: He thought it would be <laughs> oh, yeah, funny to have to like, go shovel through a shit barge. Sometimes,
0: yep. like, it it like, it like almost just felt confusing. So, like, I just didn't think about it. Like, in scenarios like <laughs> where stuff like that was happening, where, like, you think one thing but then you're confused by this other that's when my brain just goes you know what just let it happen it'll make sense later and then i just continue on like i don't even like stop to like theorize about it See, that, scene, that scene in
2: particular though like i knew he was bullshitting and that made it so much better because you're sitting there listening to him bullshit these people and they're like okay yeah yeah and you're like <laughs> no
3: <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of spitting right it. now To take a step back here, though, uh, Matt, what did you think about the Sansa's and Bug dying? We kind of brought it up that they have died, but, like, didn't even talk about the scenes.
0: I mean, I I don't really know, like, what did I think? Like, I mean, it was it was a dope scene. (laughs) Well, I think you were the one that said you think someone's going to die. Right. So did you
2: think? Did you think it was going to happen like that? Did you think it was going to be a, that many people?
0: I don't know, cause that I don't know. That one was kind of like it felt very like almost red wedding ish.
2: Yes. And, yeah. You yes. know.
0: And so like, um, it was very just like one of those like I don't know. Like I rem- I read it and I re- immediately thought like oh red wedding and then it just yeah. kind of like I was numb for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which you have to do during the red wedding too. You just have yeah, because to yeah, exactly. no, it was just like it was just like a flashback <laughs> you know, to that where I was just like, it. oh, yeah. okay, well I know what's going to happen now. Yeah, so many so. people
1: I love are dead. I need to go cold. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, just turn turn those emotions off brain. just yeah. real quick. Yeah,
0: but no, it was like I the second like you started like reading like what was going on around, then I was like, oh, well, yeah. here we go. So, yeah. I don't
1: really What would you know guys him. think of the, the Barsavi death scene? I love that. With I loved Patrick it. was, I... like, gutting him and letting the shark get him and all that. Yeah. Because
3: yeah. he's been obsessed
2: with sharks.
3: See, the other thing, too, with most deaths, they've all been sudden and quick. So mm-hmm. then just seeing Barsavi, like, actually not being tortured, I guess, but, like, prolonging his death until literally that last moment it was just so fucking brutal yeah. like
2: well, what i like about it was, was but brutal they always talk about how uh how big uh, barsavi was into showmanship and the theater mm-hmm. and he he sets the the scene the theater scene for his own death yeah it was just it was really po-
1: it was poetic Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's kind of insane how often, like, on one hand, Scott Lynch will make you laugh and make, like, Camor feel alive and bustling and all this. And then on the other hand, we'll write a scene like Sage Patience or Sage Kindness, like rubbing the glass yeah. into the, the person's face or write, like, the Barsavi death scene. Uh, like, there's so many, like, really lighthearted, fun moments in these books and so many, like, crazy dark moments, cool. too.
3: Yeah. see i will say too with the barsavis dying i think i said in either the first or second episode i don't remember when uh, Nazca actually that probably would have been the last episode i'm kind of glad she wasn't like brought back or it wasn't like played off as like a cheap death or anything because i think i was saying like ah she's not really dead the last time and now it's just like oh shit actually happened there are serious there's no like pulling the wool over or rug over you or anything it's like no if they said they're dead they are dead
1: yeah, yeah, consequences are very real in yeah. this world.
3: I and mean, sudden. It's just like, yeah. oh, yep. Just one yeah. moment, she's just brought in in a piss barrel and dead.
0: Yeah.
3: Or the uh, Sansas are just
1: you. they go home, dead. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah, yep. 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 a bug's death in particular really fucked with me, too. When he gets <laughs> shot in the neck with a crossbow bolt. But he, what he did saved Locke. Granted, it was yep.
2: it was, it was uh, stupid. But... Stupid. But...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get you a homie like Bug.
2: But, hey, and yeah, get you ride or die like Bug. No, but hey, they got their they got their revenge. You know, we can talk about the the Falconer scene,
0: dude.
3: God damn <laughs> the Falconer at the I, end. Oh my God, that was so satisfying.
1: Yeah, I was fixing to say I have some sick satisfaction every time I listen to that scene. Yeah, dude, that was
3: just like a huge like just relief
0: at the very end, like uh what was it uh when he what did he rip his tongue out or he cut his tongue out he cut his
1: tongue uh, out yeah because he, he got a uh, the knife like super 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 hot and cut it out and so thing. satisfying and the my, thingies. he chopped those my, off with the wicked sisters right or no i think they
3: were using yeah. the knife the whole time yeah. and reheated
1: it to cut the tongue it, it kind of gave Glockta vibes i have not read these books i think since. yeah yeah
0: I think that's why it was so satisfying to me because, like, also when I was just like, "Oh, we're blocked now," <laughs> like.
1: you were thinking about the pieces of the fingers rolling across no. the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, uh,
2: did y'all did y'all at ever uh, at any point did y'all think y'all think Locke was not his real name?
3: I no. So those were two. I was gonna say my two favorite scenes in this book is when Vortenza gets punched in the face. And then when he brings up, he's like, you might have guessed Lamore's fake, but whoever, why the fuck would you think Locke was my real name? I, I That was probably my favorite scene. That probably yeah. has to be the best part of the book for me. Just, it was so fucking satisfying. Yeah. I'll talk about
1: i mean, my that, favorite
3: one next. It makes perfect sense, and I would have never yeah. guessed it the first time through.
1: The whole revenge arc is fantastic. Especially, I, I really like when they're in Raven's Reach, and he sees Luciano on the stairwell. Uh, and they're like shit talking and mad dogging each other. Yeah the stairwell. Yeah. Well because he didn't know he was he survived. Yeah. And then right
2: there they make eye contact and it's like kind of a tip of the hat, and then yep. it's like shit talk. Yep. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. My favorite is at the end when he's holding on to him, he's like, I just gotta hold you till Jean gets here. Yep. That whole time I'm fucking I'm like in it, I'm screaming, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, and then you realize he's tricking him. It's still just a game. And, yep. but still, yeah. like the emotion that that brought forward when, like, we have the flashback of I just got to hold you till John gets here, and that's a good scene, anyways. And then, like, at the end, you see he does the same thing. Like he's he he always relies on Jean and so it's really like a Frodo and Sam vibes, and it's just you know, yeah, yep. One without the other is not
1: a full team, you know.
3: Yep. Mister. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: their their bromance only thickens from here
3: yeah i god i want to talk about the other books so no bad, no, no we I can't, don't do wanna... can't do that can't do that you can
1: come back for the patreon and we'll do books two three and four. <laughs> oh man so, so are there any other scenes that come to mind that blew you away or like that you wanted to talk about or any like anything about the writing or the the game or anything like that, that...
0: not that like come to my mind like the biggest thing like to me was um Killing the, or, like, not killing, uh, the Falcon, the Falconer. Yeah. Like, Amazing that was just the, the most satisfying thing to me, and that was just, that was honestly pro- like, one of my, that's probably, like, my top three moments towards, but, the, or, on this half they, of the book that we read.
2: But they didn't yeah. kill him.
0: They didn't kill him, but... Yeah. They tortured him. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was, I did love that, where it's like, well, we didn't technically kill him, so...
2: Well, and then at the I'm end, not. you see the scene where the soldiers are talking about they find the bondmates, yeah. and none don't want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. I
3: yeah. think also another um, thing I liked was uh, Vortenza actually passing off the um, to the Salvaras that they are the... She's pretty much training them mm-hmm. to be the future spider because she can't do it forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was... It was weird to be satisfied that the Silvaras didn't get truly fucked in the end. I mean, they did, but, like, they still got something out of it, even though it's technically she sees it as a punishment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. And I, I, man, I would, I don't know how old Scott Lynch is. I know he's had health issues. I I want 30 more books in this world. Well, uh, and that's what I was going
2: to say. We see them leave Kamor, but do you think we'll ever be back in Kamor? I, I like to think so. I want to see some more... Uh, I want to see... Uh,
0: like, the After Effects. Well,
2: yeah. that, and I want to see some more uh, Spider, and... Because they know who he is now. They're the only people that know who he is. Yeah. And so it's like, I want to see the... That, you know,
3: I think we'll do that. There's too much detail in, like, everything he does to then just set it aside for the rest
1: of the franchise. Yeah. That's true. And I think, I mean... In, okay, no, no, I'm trying not to say any spoilers, but in the second book, you kind of find out that the world is not that huge. Yeah. Um, And by the end of the third book, we've been to a lot of it. So, so yeah, I, I hope we come back to Kamora at some point. Later and but maybe it is way even... later down the road
3: maybe not even continuing like in the future. I think there's a book between the first and second one that's like a prequel to how like the gentleman bastards got the um the liquor for the Savara game. So then Wait, that ju- What? Yeah, I, I
1: That exists. I was I was
3: looking up uh the franchise because I wanted to buy the second and third book and I saw something about that but I didn't see the actual book. So I just it was kind of a quick glance, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a thing," but I want to go to the second book now. Like, it was just in the back of my mind.
1: But yeah, would yeah, be awesome was... if he has a novella that I haven't read. I don't see.
0: I just looked up his Wikipedia it... page, and I don't I see it.
1: It's possible it was fake. Oh, okay. It was just a quick Google search
3: of like, "Here's the franchise," and I that's found the name of the second or book something. and bought it. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably a fanfic.
0: Wait, there's still four more upcoming, and he, he's there, already uh... got them. He's already got the titles for the next four
1: i think they're placeholder titles but yeah wow. i i think he had he, I, i'm i could be bullshitting here this is internet rumors but um <laughs> i had heard that he had drafts of al- almost all of them all of them are almost all of them uh but he's had health issues the last like four or five years right um, yeah um, so he's like just now getting the next book out it sounds like
3: so not only um health issues but i think at the end of the third book i just finished it and it was good with those like thanks and special thanks all that i think he brings up like his wife or a friend or somebody being there for like mental health issues as well so like yeah. he had a lot of stuff that would just happen
1: yeah yeah well love and support to me the fantastic fucking author yeah no keep yeah.
0: keep writing please <laughs>
1: um well, do we want to get into our ratings or is there, uh, okay, is there... i was gonna
2: ask one more thing um okay. What do y'all think about Locke's character after he risked everything to go save the 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 people in the tower? Like he knew he was going to get captured to get back. What 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 do y'all think about his character now after he saved them all from the um, uh, race zone? Race zone?
3: I mean, I think it's pretty consistent. I mean, they even bring up how like the gentleman bastards don't mm. murder people; they're just thieves. Yeah. They literally i think by the end of the first book have only ever killed three people and it's the three we see in the book yeah like um so it's like he already had that like heart of well not heart of gold but still like that soft spot for people in life in general and like
0: yeah yeah, like i don't know it's it was it was kind of weird because like at the same time like he also is selfish and so
3: yeah but i don't know but he's also a priest. So he's selfish, but
0: he's a he's a priest. Yeah. It's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but it, like now that you kind of bring up like he's only they, he's only killed the three people, then it kind of makes and, sense that he doesn't
3: want more death to happen. So, and I could be wrong. I think if if anything it still wouldn't have been that much. Right. Like, well,
2: I think it's more of like it's it's they only do what they do because it's about the game and it's about yeah, taking care right. of these people but and like, also breaking really the innocence. secret
1: piece is like their purpose under yeah. chains like breaking the secret piece because the secret piece like takes advantage of like you know normal working class citizens and leaves the criminals and the royals to do their thing um like, Chains wants them to be an arrow through the secret piece. So they think that what they're doing is righteous. And then they have the 13th God, the, the Crooked Warden, who says, you know, thieves are righteous. So, you know, the, there's room for them to be good people while doing something that we, like, we would think of as bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, acting selfishly. But I don't think he wants innocent people
2: that have nothing to do with anything to get hurt. Right, was my whole, yeah. it was my takeaway, and, and especially I think he mentions multiple times about the children. I don't think yep. he wants kids, her, so
0: yeah, no. All right, we want to get into our ratings.
1: I'm game, all
3: right.
0: Uh, we can start off with setting. Um, I, I'll go first because I kind of we I, we kind of talked about this, I think, like last episode where we were talking about like the just the world around us. I really like the setting, but the setting is not a ten for me. I I honestly like it's it's still really good, but I think I'll probably give it like an eight point five.
1: That's reasonable, I think.
0: I just it, and and especially now that you guys have kind of said like the world isn't as big, like it, it well, gross yeah like and this it's still bo- large it's still large yeah. but it. it uh, it's not like as big then that also kind of makes me want to go down anymore but because i haven't read the books yet the further books yet i'll stay with my 8.5 and give lies of lock and uh that rating i really like it it's very what's the word grimdark is not the word i'm looking for it's just very like muddy Gr- yeah grin grungy like it has that vibe that like I'll, i feel like a lot of books but not only books but like tv and like movies try but don't succeed very well and i feel like this book did a really good job succeeding in it
1: yeah um i will i will take it next then as a counterpoint this is a 10 out of 10 for me this is my favorite (laughs) setting for a book um like ever and it's so you're exactly right. Like, the grungy thing. Shows try it to do it, or books try to do it, or movies, you know, whatever. Uh, try to do it to be edgy and cool. Um, this, just yeah, Zahn, yeah, this just is. Yeah, this just Zahn in Arcane and Camor in these books are the only two times where I'm just like, holy shit, that city is terrifying, but, like, the the art is insane. Like, it's just so alive. You know all of the people because they're, like, they feel real. Uh, And then I can picture the Via Camarazza with all the trash floating down it and the shifting market um, and, like, the floating grave and the wastes and all of that stuff. It's... Everything is really alive to me, in this world, I don't know that I'd want to live in it, but <laughs> it's yeah, this is it's
0: almost like it's almost like it's so alive that it, like, it feels like the world to me at least, it feels like the world is dead, but it's so lot al- mm-hmm. like it's so alive the fact that it feels that way, if that makes sense.
1: I don't know if if that makes sense. Dead? Do you mean like just dangerous and gritty? Yes, like dangerous, gritty,
0: and gross. And that feeling to me is like a is like death almost. But the fact that that's captured so well makes it alive. So,
1: no, Mm -hmm. sorry. Oh, also Uh, Scadrial uh, from Mistborn, does a really good job of being grungy and gross and dirty, and and still like captivating. What about you? This this is what I'm comparing everything to.
3: Yeah. Um, for me, I'd probably have to put it at. Oh God, you guys have to do this every time you finish every a book. Every episode, yeah. <laughs> or every every book, yeah. So honestly, the setting I think of the three things you guys have here in the notes, probably the weakest in my opinion. But not that it's weak. I'd probably still have to say it's like an eight, just because there were several times where it came up in a book or in the book where um. He'd bring up a new setting that I was interested in, like the House of Glass Roses. I thought it was amazing. And then it's only there for like just half of a chapter. And I'm like, I want more. And I guess that's a good thing. But there were so many places set up to where either I would lose track a couple of times where like, wait, are they at this Black Alchemist or that one? Or are they at this shop, et cetera? But everything else was just so greatly detailed that it's like, it's not bad at all. I just wanted... I, the book needed like another three chapters and I, or it didn't need it but I wanted it. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Like, Komor is great and I love it and I do want, I mean, I think we'll go back to it, but I do want more of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Where you at, Dom?
2: I'm going, I, and th- I may be being a little uh, biased, but I'm just going to answer all three setting characters plot if 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 I can't give this book a ten and all three of those, I can't give a book a
0: dude That's just, full tens how
2: across I believe, the board. That is how I hundred percent believe okay. that setting is why with, with setting with his descriptions. Even if it was a shitty setting, his descriptions make it fucking, and it's not a shitty setting. So like his descriptions just make it so much better. And then like like even get to Epic's point, I take that a different way. Like if I want more. Uh, more things to happen in a scene to me that's a great scene or a great setting you know what i mean characters locks like one of them, if not my favorite characters ever and then john is perfect and like i was comparing them to frodo and sam right. and i almost think they do it a little like, better maybe I and that that's a, nice, a little blasphemous but but um i'll let like, it slide <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then the sansas are just such good characters and then you kill them off and it's just like what and, um, the villains, uh, I, I and then the plot, I, I mean, it's just,
0: if I, if I
2: can't give this book a 10, I, I, I just have no use giving any other book that's in crazy. my opinion.
0: I think yeah. is that our, that's our first like full 10s across the board for the podcast. Yep. yep. That's wild.
1: Don't at me. <laughs> I'm not adding you. Look, that's literally what I'm saying. This book is a gold standard to me. Like, when I'm reading yes. other shit, I'm thinking, I could just reread those again.
2: You know? yeah, that's what,
1: and and our, so, uh, I already know what our book's going to be
2: after your book for this month, and it's Six of Crows, and it is supposed to be another, um, uh, like a heist-type book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be comparing it to this the whole time. But to, yeah. to, to be fair to me, this book isn't just like a heist book. This is like a freaking... The- action drama This book has so much mystery.
0: Yeah, there's History. so much in it. Yeah, it's
2: yeah To me this is what the this is the epitome of a what a a book should be,
0: right? Okay, so I Dylan gives I guess the next category <laughs> characters a 10 Whitson, what do you what do you think?
1: um Damn it! I don't want to bandwagon and give it ten two tens after this. I, no, I'd say like uh, an eight and a half, only because I think that there are people like Joe Abercrombie who do like um, character studies, almost where you live with a character for like forever, and they're super consistent, um, and you hate them sometimes and love them sometimes, like. I just always love Locke and Zhang, right? I just always love them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think the characters are perfect for this. Like, absolutely perfect for the kind of book that he's going for, but I've seen more, like, intense, high-quality character work, I guess. So I'm going with, like, 8.5 or 9. No, nah, I'm gonna say, I'm going to say 9.
0: Going to say 9? I'm also going to... my characters was also i was gonna vote for nine just because uh like everyone is so well written and definable uh like i i remember was it last episode we like tried to attribute everyone as a D character or whatever yeah. <laughs> and like everyone is just so like uniquely like created and crafted and like Whitman was saying like you live with them for so long and so, like, you feel like you know what decisions they're going to make, what they're going to do, and it's just so well-crafted. And so, um, I'll, I'll give them a 9. I'm not going to give them a 10, though, just because, like, for a 10, it's really got to shine for me, I think. And I don't think, especially because at the beginning of the book, like, I wasn't super invested into everyone, and it took a while for me to get there. I'm just not going to give them the, the 10, so.
1: Fair enough.
3: I gotta say, for me, probably a zero out of ten. No sabather. I am not sorry. No. <laughs> no. So actually, I would argue against that. Even though I said it as a joke, I think it's a ten out of ten. I loved all the characters, even the characters that were just mentioned in past. Fuck! I haven't shut up about her, and she's not even relevant till the third book. Like, <laughs> it's just things like that to where, like, I loved chains. I loved all the Gentleman bastards, the Barsavis. Like, I cared about every single one of them. I helped. Even, uh, Vorcenza, Like, just seeing her, it's like, you know what, I actually like how fucking... She- it was great that they point out, like, oh yeah, you know, she brings up whoever said, or why do you think they spread that the spider was a man? Like, no one would have ever thought it was a woman. It's like, I fucking love that. Yeah. Every character, I think, was just spot on for me, like... I think he did a really
2: good job, like, flushing them out with, like, the like the flashbacks and stuff,
3: yeah. yeah, the we flashbacks were nice little touches, just to like. Yeah.
1: Sometimes. No. Nope. It shows their personalities. And, they were
3: just, or sometimes you get those building moments of like Jean and Locke with yeah. you know I just gotta wait for Jean, or Jean's on his way, or yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It shows like their personalities. It shows why they trust each other so much. It shows yep. how they got to that point. You know, Jean shows up, and at first they don't like each other, and he's like, he can't be a thief, but then at the end, it's just like, like that's his, that's his ride or die. Right. That's yep. I mean, he's like he would never say that shit ever again about John. Yeah. And it's just... And then, especially, like, at, as you know, at the end of the second book, you see that relationship even more. And it's just, like... I, I think he did a fantastic job with the characters. I agree with Whitson. Like, I mean, you could have, like... uh, I mean, because Abercrombie does a really good job with his characters. But I don't think, like... I don't think it's, like, so much of a better job that it beats lynch because i think lynch does his characters in a different way that's yeah, yeah, yeah. i think they, no, I that's, think they yeah. can both be tens but for different
1: reasons yeah they're like point, two
0: but, two different levels of like yeah perfection almost
1: yeah yeah that's a fair point I, I i just think the extremes of emotion like going from hating a character to loving a character but the character always being like itself yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, I mean they're both so they're both so fantastic this book is so fantastic. I'm not I'm never having a bad time with any of these characters. Yeah and, and even the side characters, like Epic said, like Chains is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. And yeah. he's dead before current day yep. in all three books. So yeah, I, I love the characters in this book.
3: And I do love too that just for like future books, without spoiling anything, any and all reoccurring characters, if there are any, etc., they aren't just stagnant from the book they were in prior like there is always still more to them that we just haven't seen yet
1: yeah yeah the world keeps growing the characters keep growing
3: it's It's just it's so fucking good yeah keep reading these
1: (laughs) books we probably will do them for the patreon at some point at
3: some point
0: yeah we've uh, got some stuff lined up but um that's something else
1: about setting i wanted to
2: bring up the second book for setting because (laughs) Oh my god. There's two, there's two huge settings in that and it's just like I love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, so good. All right, so plot. What do we got for plot?
0: Um for plot I'll 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 give it a 10. Like Okay, eight. I was going to fight you. I was, I was like if you can't get <laughs> the plot I'll, have to, I'll <laughs> have to give it a 10. like it, As I said before, like it took a while for me to get into it, but I think that was purposeful because there was just way too much going on that like the foundation had to be laid so that way once it was laid it's like when everything starts happening i like know
1: what's going on at least Um, it's like a sander lanch for an entire book
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and like the the prologue or whatever which i remember did we just read the prologue but it was like a huge chunk of stuff yeah this this prologue is forever and i'm like i I was not yeah i was not like really into it but then like afterwards it was just like Boom! 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 One thing after another, one thing at domino effect, and it's just like okay, I I'm strapping in for the ride here, and yeah, the like the pacing of everything was so good. Like even though we're like one after the other after the other, you still get time to catch your breath, you still get time to laugh, you still get time to like mourn and all these things. And so, I I, I would give this this plot a ten. Yeah,
1: I'm right there with you. I'm giving it a ten too. Yeah, I I think right. at this point we all
3: have to give it a ten. Like it's just yeah. it's just uh, too good
1: when i'm like trying to sell people on this book and get them to read it i'm like it's it's fantasy oceans 11 like yeah like brad pitt george clooney like it's to listing the stars <laughs> out like it's that caliber of a heist story that turns into like way more right i didn't even think about pacing
2: matt, but matt just brought it up his pay his pacing really is like one of the best pacings because it's like yeah. you'll have some books that are like nothing but action. You'll have some books that are like nothing but like Sander. It'll it, Sander should be nothing but it's just build up, build oh, up, build, yeah. up, build
0: yeah, up, yeah. up, build up, build up.
2: He's like he's like he keeps you where you need to be when you need to. Be. Right. At all yeah. time. Like I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the story really- only ever meanders when it like serves a a world building purpose, and that's where all those like funny, lighthearted like. Great dialogue scenes come in um, Is when the pace is kind of Meandering a little bit So I I think he does a really good job of like Masking the fact when he has to slow down And world build by just giving you like Funny one liners and good character Dialogue
0: well yeah and even Like when he just slows down like the thing that Comes to my mind is like um, When Locke gets like tied up in Between like the the Grey King or whatever and like he and Um gosh Barsavi Barsavi and he has to make himself sick or whatever and like it's just this whole like scene of him just like throwing up or whatever and it's so funny but then at the same time it's just like this this hard cut of like all this all of this build up that's happening and you're like i don't know what's going on but you still get the laugh in in between
3: like oh man that's a scene we didn't even bring it up is um them trying to climb down she can't way before oh, it was, <laughs> that was last episode. Yeah. That was last that that episode that yeah, it, yeah. yeah. You're right, because yeah, that was before where we cut off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just the the pacing of this book was probably one of its its biggest strengths, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think we averaged out to like a nine point eight. <laughs> 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 like if you, you That's old. Our, a, we we should get ratings. rid of Dylan's
0: because he just gave straight tens. So then yeah. let's reaggregate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but then we've got like three, four more tens in the mix. Yeah, when well, you yeah, sort no. out. 10, 10. The
0: 9s, 8.5, 8.5, 9, 9, yeah. So it should just get a 10. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Overall, it should be a 10.
3: Fuck okay. it, 10 out of 10 in the whole book. <laughs>
2: but, and my deal is, it's like, it's not, we're not the only ones that feel this way. Like, oh, every, yeah. like every TikToker that I see, like a book talk or whatever, right. they give like their, their top list. Like, this is in uh, so many people's top three.
0: Right, well, yeah. even in like Goodreads, this book is just praised. And so yes, I yeah. I now see why. So.
3: Oh, um. even people um like I had a friend come out a week ago or two weeks ago and uh I gave him my um Spotify account just to listen to the audiobook as we were or the Audible account. Uh as he was driving up here from Texas, he got here and would not stop gushing about the book. And I'm like, <laughs> "I know." It was just it everybody I have recommended it to and that's actually listened to it, it or read it or whatever has just
1: loved it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is a really fun one. I'm so glad that we read this. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm
2: so glad this encouraged
1: y'all to read it, and y'all
2: encourage more people to read it because I just feel like I feel like if you enjoy reading at all, this is a. a, I want it to be a a classic someday, like people like reading school. Yeah, I mean, like like, (laughs) this
0: This is the Frankenstein of the 21st century.
2: I just I feel like it's that. I feel like it deserves it. Like especially if you're learning how to write.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: yeah. yeah there's there's a lot to take away from this book i mean we already we've doted on it for so long now but like the pacing uh, you can learn a ton characters you can learn a ton of dialogue if you want dialogue, to describe dialogue, something yeah. who who are you going to learn better dialogue from than, than foreshadowing in books, I, mean. I feel the same way about descriptions almost like the way yeah. he describes yeah. things like yeah yeah so yeah i would love for this to be a classic someday too it's going to be on my fucking bookshelf yeah
0: oh, it is on my bookshelf
1: my children will read it,
0: and I—I I, I, I will say I'm I already to have
2: the next two get old books. Enough
3: Now, <laughs> literally waiting for the day where it's like, "All right, you've heard fuck enough. Come here, we're gonna read this." Yeah. Bedtime <laughs> <laughs> story time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, we're graduating from the Hobbit. Now we're doing. <laughs> What's <laughs> a brothel? <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any other final thoughts? on
3: on the book before we wrap up here
1: no i think that uh, that does it for us yeah. right i, I mean just want besides to
3: highly recommending the second and third book i mean fuck i finished yeah. them before we finish the recordings here it just gets better right and we're already yeah. at 10 out of 10 like i mean yeah. think about it yeah don't
1: wait on us keep reading them and yeah. then whenever yeah. we circle around and do a patreon just reread them because yeah. they, they are fantastically rereadable Here's what
3: you do. You read the first book again. Then you go read the second book. Then you come back to the first book. Then you finish the second book. Then the third book. (laughs) Then you got to finish the trilogy all in like one road trip. There
2: you go. And the second book literally is an ocean.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, if that's, that's pretty much all. Uh, We'll go ahead and uh, wrap up First. Before we do, I want to give a huge thank you to Epic, aka Cam, for coming and reading along with us this book. He's our first guest, and hopefully uh, he'll be back to join us maybe in some future books too, and I'm excited for that. Um, But as always, if you liked uh, the content, go ahead and share, drop a like, subscribe, or follow on your preferred uh, podcast platform. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Um, and then we have our discord out now link down in the tri- de- man, I'm really struggling today <laughs> link down in the description. And, uh, next month, our book is the emperor's blades by Brian Staveley. I hope that's the right way and not flipped, but it might be. Really. Um, but we are just reading the prologue for episode one. So if you want to read along with us and get your copy, that's what we're doing. Uh, I'll not sure when, chapter. oh, we're reading the first chapter. Uh-huh. So, all right so. we're reading the first chapter uh, <laughs> prologue in chapter one for episode one um but not, we don't really have a release date on that yet as we're said we're trying to fix through some yeah, scheduling maybe. stuff yeah, we're
1: working on the scheduling stuff very, we'll to very soon out. yeah yeah this is this is not our full-time job you might be surprised <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> um
0: but yeah as always thank you guys for your support and uh we hope you have a good one peace peace bye